That's the sound of being fed up. <laughs> what up, y'all? This your girl, Ortandia, and you are tuning in to your favorite podcast, House of Ortandia. So come on in this house and let's talk. So, okay. I, uh, the title of this podcast is called Fear Sucks for a Reason. You ever been so, and I know I'm not the only one, you ever been so tortured by fear? Let me tell you something. Fear will stop you from doing basic stuff. Fear will stop you from engaging in a friendship that could probably take your life to the next level. Fear will stop you from going after a job that you are probably more than qualified for. Fear will stop you from going and talking to your your boss or your supervisor or whomever about why you should get a promotion. Fear will stop you from going to the college of your choice, you know, the college that you really want to go to. I mean, fear absolutely sucks, and it's time that we stop bowing down to fear. Not that fear is never going to be there. Fear is going to always have its ugly self around, always. But what are we going to do? Are we going to continue to bow down to it? And I'm talking to you, but I'm really talking to me. Are we going to continue to bow down to it? Fear will stop you from writing that book that you've been, you know you're supposed to write. It's like, why do we give in to fear? It's like, why do we listen? Fear says, don't do that. And we're like, okay, why do we do that? We know we got the skill. We know we got the ability. We know we got the, (sighs) we got everything we need. Especially if you're born again Christian. Like, why we Christians are giving in to fear? I don't, I just, child, I don't know. It's like, why are we bending our knee to fear? And it's dumb. It's so dumb. And when you, when people, you hear about it, when you, I'm sorry, when people are talking about why you shouldn't, should not give in to fear, you're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then you leave that environment. And when it's just you, you go right back to the prison that fear has set up for you. Like today, I went to see um, a, a humanitarian, uh, uh, an entrepreneur, a speaker. His name is David Meltzer. Um, he was in the city today. Um, he was talking about um, just his life, you know, the course of his life. He, If you don't know who he is, he is, he own, he's the Warren Moon's business partner. Warren Moon is a Famous football player from back in the day. Famous NFL player from back in the day. He's all, He also owns a uh, sports marketing um, agency. And he also has a show on entrepreneur.com called The Pitch. Um, he does a whole bunch of other different things. But he... His his talk today was free. He came to the to the co- a college in the city today. And he just talked about, you know going through life, like, you know, making so much money, you know, he got in with Samsung early and he made like all this money, you know, and he was wilding and, you know, and his wife called him out like, yo, what are you doing? Like, no. And so, and then, you know, he got himself back together. He lost a whole bunch of money and he made it back again. And, but his whole thing was, um, being humble and being good to people and being grateful, um, and then somebody posed the question to him, what about fear? And he said, fear is always going to be there, but it doesn't mean you have to submit to it. He was like, there are things that I, you know, to, to this day, and he's worth millions. 
But it's like he's, he said, it's things to this day that, you know, I'm faced with, you know, and fear tries to come on me. But I just choose to, to do it anyway. And you're like, and he was crying through his presentation. I call him the, the, the weeping uh, motivational speaker. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, this is off topic. But it's certain motivational speakers, they, like, they're known for their thing. Like Dave Metzler, Metz, Metzler I hope I'm, I'm probably butchering his name. Y'all know I'm not good with names. But he cried about, his talk was probably about like an hour and a half, maybe, give or take. He cried about eight times <laughs> because, you know, his, his father passed away. His brother passed away. He had to distance himself from childhood friends and all that stuff. And all that stuff is like emotional for him. And um, it's like I call him the weeping motivational speaker. E.T., the hip-hop preacher, I call him the roughneck motivational speaker. Gary V., I call him the cursing motivational speaker because he cannot talk without cussing. But uh, back to fear, back to Dave and what he was saying today. He was just like, fear is going to always come around. But it's what you do when you face it. Do you submit to it or do you go, do you see what it is that you need to accomplish and why you need to accomplish it? If that's not greater than the fear that's in your face, then you'll submit to fear every time. Like, and I'm posing this question to you guys that listen, what is the reason that you're going after what you're going after? Why? Why? Because you're going to get hit with something. You're going to get hit. Life going to bust you in the mouth. Like E.T. the hip-hop preacher says. Life gonna, he says, life going to bust you in the mouth. Then what? <laughs> if you don't know who E.T. the hip-hop preacher is, please Google him. This man is amazing. Um, but, yeah, what, why is it that you're going after what you're going after? First of all, what are you going after? Do you have a clear picture? Five years from now, I'm going to be doing this. My, I'm going to be living here. I, you know, can you sit where you are right now, listen to this podcast, close your eyes, and envision your life five years from now. Five years from now, I'm going to be living in Panama City, Florida. I'm looking out of my window. I'm on the 10th floor of my of the penthouse condo. Uh, 10th floor, hold up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm on the 20th floor of my penthouse condo in Panama City, Florida. I just got off, you know, a phone call with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to be going and, you know, talking to their players, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Can you envision that? Can you envision what, you know, what you, what you're going after? Do you have a clear picture of that? And then why do you want that? So you can just say, Hey, I got a penthouse condo in Panama. I don't know why I keep saying Panama city, Florida. That's not even like, I mean, no shade to nobody in Panama City that listens to this podcast. But I'm like, I didn't say, like, Miami or I don't know where I get Panama City from. But anyway, um, why do you want this? Why Why do you want whatever you want? Why? So you can heap it on yourself. So you can change the dynamics of your family. So you can benefit the, the generation after you. So you can, you know, leave a new legacy in your family. Like, why do you want it? And then if you got those two things in order, then when fear comes and when life busts you in the mouth, then you can be like, no, I, I got to get somewhere. I can't. I'm not submitting to this. I'm not submitting to this, man. And, um, man, he made some great points today about fighting fear. He said when things come to him, you know, you know, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. He says the opposite. 
And funny enough, that's a biblical principle. Um, you speak things that are not as though they are. One. And then two, the other biblical principle is um, the, the power of life and death is in your tongue. So in other words, if I'm supposed to be writing a book and every time I sit down and write a book, you know, I get a negative thought that I shouldn't be writing this book. This is stupid. Nobody's going to read it. And I echo that. Then I'm not going to write the book. But if I get that negative thought that, hey, you're not supposed to write this book. Nobody's going to read it. This is stupid. Nobody in your family ever wrote a book. And then you combat that with, but I'm going to write the book. I'm going to change the, the, the dynamics of my family. I'm going to be the first in my family. You see what I'm saying? You just spoke life. And so you, that, you, know, so you, you move with that. So, man, it's just crazy how fear paralyzes us and stops us so much. I'm talking about people. Yeah. People that are super talented, people that are super skilled, you know, um, so yeah, I did, I got really, really, I got energized from what he was talking and I'm, and I, you know, like my brother was teaching on last night, I'm not a lawnmower. So I don't want to go from talk to talk to talk to talk, getting revved up like, yeah, I'm going to go. So that's not, that's not even what I'm trying to do with y'all. Those of you that are listening to the podcast, but just um, man, don't bow your knee to fear. If whatever it is that you're trying to do, if you're trying to write a book, write it, put it out there, boom. Look at J.R. Tolkien. Tolkien. She, and I'm not a proponent, and I'm not pro Harry Potter, because that is witchcraft, and I don't get down. But I'm just saying, this woman was homeless, and she wrote that book. Wait, is that the wrong? Wait, I think I just said the wrong person. <laughs> Let me go to Google. I'm going to go to Google and I'm going to see who wrote Harry Potter because I don't think I said the right person. And I don't want to be putting, throwing the wrong person under the bus. Let me just, y'all give me a minute. Okay. Hold up. I told y'all this is live. This is not scripted. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's coming up. Oh, J.R. J.K. Rowling. My fault. My fault. My fault. Um, J.R. Tolkien is a Christian author. I'm so sorry, sir. Um, I meant J.K. Rowling. She wrote the, you know, the Harry Potter series, and she was homeless. And if she would have stopped and said, "Why should I write this? Why should I pitch this? Why should I?" But she didn't. You know, just like you. What what book? What is your book gonna do for somebody? What is your book gonna? What What is your book gonna do? And don't and don't give me this. If it just affects one person, forget that. It's gonna affect fifty thousand people. It's gonna affect. A whole city. It's going to affect the East Coast. It's going to affect the whole country. It's going to affect my whole generation. Go big. Go with the big numbers. If you shoot for the stars and you only get... If you shoot for 20 stars and you only get 5 stars, cool. As long as you sh- your shot was for 20 stars. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. I just... Man... Like I said, I was encouraged today. Um, I was encouraged last night. A Bible study. Um, we, you know, a young man that um, one of our leaders um, taught at Bible study last night about the progressing in the faith, about for movement, about doing what, about not being fearful. Again, you know, he started it, and then the young, the guy today finished it. But the 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 young our leader last night talked about not giving in to fear. Like get out of the boat, walk on water. Do what God sent you here to do. Do what God wants you to do. Or Tandia, 
do what God wants you to do. And God wants me to help women to use their skills and their talents to build a new legacy in their family. And that's what I'm going to do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of Jesus Christ. So if you work with me, you're going to get this Jesus. If you choose to work with me in any way, shape, or form, consulting, partnership, whatever, you're going to get this Jesus because that's who I am. And so I don't hide that. And I'm not ashamed of that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, don't let fear, bruh, sis, don't let fear stop you. If you Listen, if you got to write on your mirror in your bathroom and lipstick, what you should do right. Uh, I don't bow to fear. And <laughs> say it every morning before you brush your teeth, I don't bow to fear. I don't. By the time when fear tries to say something negative to you, you be like, it's going gonna, gonna to come up automatically. I don't bow to fear. It's going to be a habit for you. And I'm about to start doing that. I don't bow to fear. I don't bow. Fear is not my savior. Fear did not get on the cross and die for my sins. So fear is not my master. And I will not. I'm not. Mm -mm. Nope. And if I have to remind myself of this a hundred times a day, then that's what I'm going to do. Because I'm, I'm getting older, boo. And I ain't got more time to waste. I do not. So, yeah. So, yeah, y'all. And uh, when we come back, we're going we gonna to switch gears a little bit. When we come back, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk about the men of R&B. I just feel like they don't get enough shine. But we're going to talk about it. All right? Stay tuned. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the House of Ritandia. And on this segment, we're going to talk about the men of R&B. We're gonna, I'm going to try to go all the way back until today because um, I don't want to leave nobody out. I don't want nobody to be like, well, yo, oh, she only talked about the 90s, yo. No, I'm going to try to talk about everybody. So let's go back. Some of my favorites were Guy, Teddy Riley, uh, Aaron Hall, Crazy Legs. Um, of course, um, jo uh, Jodeci, of course. Uh, Boys to Men. I when I tell you boys and men had like the vocals, I call it the vocals, <laughs> like Lauren Hill used to say. They had them vocals, baby. They was on lock. I end of the road. Come on. Woo! Let it snow. Come on now. Who 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 gonna touch them? Now I'm not feeling them today now. I'm not I saw them on a couple of war shows. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. But I that when they was out back in the day, yes, sir. Who else? Um, uh, darn it. What is it? Scott? Not Sky. I'm going to go back. Mint Condition. They was dope. They were dope. Um, uh, what kind of mint? Wait. I don't like that song. That song is about adultery. Don't sing that song. <laughs> don't sing that song. It's some other Mint Condition songs. But that one was so popular. They played it so much. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Forget that one. But Mint Condition was dope back in the day. I wasn't a Color Me Bad fan. That was the guys that came out. Um, they did this, one of the songs for um, New Jack City. Uh, eh, 112, you know, they was popping. I'll Be Missing You and Only You. I know y'all remember that. Who After Seven. These are Babyface's brothers. Um, they were okay. I wasn't an After Seven fan, but they was they were some crooners. I get that to them. 
Um, all for one. Y'all remember them? Uh, I swear. <laughs> but yeah, they was out for a minute. Um, who else? Another bad creation. Now, this is way back, boo. This is like 1991. Aisha, you are the girl for me. I ain't got to get to know you better. This was before Mr. Drake talk about Kiki, do you love me? This was before that. This is before that. This is 91, boo. This is 91. BBD, if you already know, Poison, that whole thing, Black Street. Come on, come on. I almost forgot. No diggity, no doubt. Man, Black Street was popping. When they put Queen Pain on that thing, bruh. Uh, who else? Who else? <laughs> Drew Hill. Okay, I don't know if it, hmm, I think y'all know Drew Hill. Because they on they on tour now, I believe. I mean, I don't know why, but they on tour now. They need to go ahead and hang that thing up. But you know, people still they gotta still gotta make their bag. I can't, I ain't trying to stop nobody bag. People gotta get their coin however they see fit. But um they had some bangers back in the day. Um who H Town. Oh, H Town makes me sad because it was two twin brothers and their childhood friend. And one of the twin brothers, he was killed in a car accident. Um, they had a song, Emotions Make You Cry Sometimes. Yeah. Emotions Make You Sad Sometimes. When I tell you that boy, his name was Dino. Who, child? He used to sing. Um, rest in peace, Mr. Dino. Uh, who else? Jagged Edge, you already know. They came out in like 97, somewhere in there. But let's let's fast forward. Let's fast forward. Who popping today? Who are the men in R&B today? Um, Chris Brown, I guess. He's still doing his thing. Um, I don't really know too many Chris Brown songs. Um, who else is out there today? Um, I'm going to Google it because I don't know. I'm about to Google this thing. See who out here right now. Uh-oh. My little computer tripping out. Don't act like that. Don't act like that, laptop. We live. You can't do me like that. Um, Let's see. Let's see who out there today. I don't know any of these dudes. I can't, I was going to say Neo, but I don't, I don't really think he probably like that. Oh, I don't know. Who else? My computer want to act a fool today, tonight. All right, I see how you doing. I see how you playing. I don't know. Let's see. Who they play on the radio all the time? It's so many. I Listen, they all sound alike, so I don't know. I don't know, bro. Um, my computer acting a donkey. You don't want to do, do right. I'm trying to see who y'all be listening to today. Men-wise, like, who are the men of R&B? Uh, oh, I guess Jeremiah. Is he popular? I don't know. I don't listen to him. What's the young man that did the song with, um, what's the young lady? Uh, oh, darn, diggity, darn, darn. Did the song uh, for Insecure. What's the young man? Um... I don't see, let's see, I know Trippy, they say Trippy Red, I don't know who that is, but he look a pickle, honey, a whole pickle. 
Uh-uh. Ooh, this what y'all listening to? Child, let me come up off this page. I see, I see some deliverances need to take place. I'm about to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover because this is a mess. Uh-uh. Let me see. Let me let me do it another way. Cause I mm 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 mm. We ain't doing that. I said men of R and B. Jamie Foxx. Okay, that's old. <laughs> Maxwell. I guess Maxwell's still popular. Y'all rocking out to Maxwell, but he came out. He been out a minute. Um, I'm not really. I'm trying to find a little list so the people that are listening to it today. Don't feel left out, but I I ain't impressed. I'm saying Joe. Oh, Joe made his last album last year. When I tell you that man right there, Joe. St- Good grief, Anthony Hamilton. Anthony Hamilton is still popping. He came out with an album last year, too, 2017, 2016, too. Anthony Hamilton is a beast. Joe and Anthony Hamilton for sure. Who else? Who else? Um. Max said Maxwell. John Legend, he's still out here doing his thing. Chris Brown already said that. Justin Timberlake, yeah. Um, that's for you guys. Some, some people do like Justin Timberlake. He's not R&B to me. Sorry. I don't know what the caucasity is going on here. But that that's Caucasian audacity. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shout out to Ebony. I saw Ebony Magazine posted that, and I fell out when I saw that. Uh, Usher? Mm-mm. I, yeah. I don't think Usher had a hit since, what, 2008? So I don't even know why this up there. And then, of course, they got R. Kelly on here. Mm-mm. He can't get no airplay on nothing I listen to. But, okay. I guess y'all don't really, I'm, listen, I'm not trying to be biased. I really wasn't. I was seriously trying to find, um, I can't, what's the young, let me find the song. Let me find the song. What's the girl named Jasmine Sullivan? And she did the song with, the song, Why You Gotta Be So Insecure. I did all I can do, but you be wanting more. Why you? Bryson Tiller. That's his name. I think he's you got. I think you got. I think you. Mm, I can't talk. I think he's popular today. Um, I think he's out there. Oh, um, um, Major. Major is another popular artist out today. Um, this is why I love you. Ooh, this is why. Yeah, him. So, yeah. But, um, man, R&B. I love R&B. I say all that to, I say all that to say this. I absolutely love R&B. Man, R&B, ribs and barbecue, um, riffs and beats, however you break down R&B. I just, I love R&B music. It's, it's, it. Let me think how I say it. It just it just relaxes me. It just it makes me happy, man. It it's just it's just happy music. It's I it's yeah. It's just happy music to me and for me. Um yeah. Uh it's not my favorite music. My favorite is rock, then rap, hip hop, 
then R&B, and uh, then uh, I do like a little country, a little little bit of country, and then I like the blues. Um, so yeah, that's my favorite. So when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna switch gears one more time, then I'm gonna let y'all go. When we come back, we I got a clown of the week, and I got uh, a call for justice. We're going to talk about it. Stay tuned. <laughs> hey, y'all. Thank you for coming back to House of Ritania. Okay. So, Clown of the Week is me. I am the Clown of the Week. Y'all, I miss all my... Uh, all right. Let me slow down. I sat here and got myself riled up about myself. So I had, I was supposed to get, I'm, I have braces, as you can probably hear from how I sound. I was supposed to get my braces tightened this week on Tuesday. I didn't know that. I didn't write my appointment down. I didn't keep the appointment card. I didn't call to confirm. I thought it was today. So I got my happy butt up this morning, called the dental, the orthodontist office. And she said, uh, your appointment was Tuesday. And I ain't got nothing today. I ain't got nothing late because I need late appointments. And she's like, and I ain't got nothing late today. So I had to reschedule for next week. And I tried to stay on track with my braces being tightened. So for, and then I almost missed my lock maintenance appointment. So I have locks. And I get my locks maintained maintain every eight weeks. I don't like to go, you know, sooner than that. However, comma... I didn't know that it was this past Monday. I get a call from my loctician's receptionist saying, hey, just confirming that you're coming in today. Huh? So throwed off. I had to leave work early on Monday because I was not about to miss my hair appointment. And so, yeah, I am clown of the week for not writing down appointments, not confirming appointments. <laughs> yeah, I am the clown of the week. Okay. Now, let's get in a call for justice. And if you don't know, a call for justice is the segment that we do when we want to bring, we bring to the forefront injustices enacted upon black people, brown people, and women. And we are calling for their perpetrators to be brought to justice. And so we're going to go with um, Senator, I'm sorry, Judge Kavanaugh. He is um, having his hearings. President Trump nominated him to be in the Supreme Court. And um, soon after his nomination came through, um, accusations were were um, alleged against him, uh, sexual allegations. Um, Dr. Ford being one of them, um, followed is four other people as well. I think it's five allegations that are against him right now. But the one that he's in hearing with today um, is with Dr. Ford. And um, he... Hmm. Dr. Ford says that um, Judge Kavanaugh raped her or sexually assaulted her, I think are her words, um, when they were in high school. This was back in like 1985. Not that the year matters. I don't care if it was back in 1885. He had no business putting his hands on her, what and so ever. Um, and so she was, you know, in reading some of the transcripts um, of her, her um, statements today, she was visibly shaken you know, they tried to say that you were unattractive. They tried to say that, you know, you 
are you sure it's him? More than one senator was like, are you sure it's him? You know, could this be a case of mistaken identity? And she said, no, I know that it's him. Like, I know it was him. Yes, Judge Kavanaugh raped me. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't try to make it seem like she's making up something. So, I just, man, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And it was some anonymous um, allegations held against him as well from people who don't want their name in the paper and stuff like that, saying that he sexually assaulted them. And so I'm like, this reminds me of when I was in middle school, elementary. Chief Justice Thomas. Um, there was a sexual allegation brought up to, against him by Anita Hill. And this, again, there was a hearing and they still made this man a part of the Supreme Court, which he's still a Supreme Court judge to this day, Chief Justice um, Thomas. And... I was disgusted then. I'm disgusted now. But there's nothing I can do about that. You know what I mean? He's in there. Um, and again, let me say this. Um, I, I am a Christian. And I do believe those that are in power are put in power by God. And, I'm, and I am supposed to pray for them. I won't say that it's easy. It's not easy. I get challenged when I have to pray for people that I know that I feel not that I don't because I'm not I've never been in any one of those positions, but that I feel like are doing something unjust. So let me just say that. But um, man, I'm conflicted. I get conflicted. Um, but my Christianity, my faith, my relationship with Jesus Christ has to win out every time. So no, I do not want Judge Kavanaugh to sit in the Supreme Court to be a Supreme Court judge. I feel like he should be held the same way Bill Cosby has been held accountable and he will spend the next three years in jail. Senator, uh, I keep calling him a senator. Judge Kavanaugh needs to be held accountable and he needs to not be nominated. I'm sorry, he's already been nominated. He needs to not be a Supreme Court justice and he needs to um, be held accountable for what he did to Dr. Ford and those other four victims he needs to be held. You have to be held accountable. You cannot. Let me help you out, men that listen to this podcast. See, I done sat here and got riled up. Keep your hands to yourself. This male masculinity, male masculinity has to, I mean, male toxicity has to stop. That You think you have a right to some female. You have a right to say, oh, you look good. Oh, girl, smile. Oh. Shut your mouth. If she don't want to smile, she should. She don't have, stop telling women to smile. Stop harassing women on the street. Mind your business. They're not thinking about you. Mind your business. Okay. Oh, let me calm down. Cause I that street harassment thing that gets my blood to boil. When you guys are turning your whole neck around to look at a female. When you guys are saying things that are vulgar and disgusting to females, when you are even trying to, like I said, smile, girl, why don't you smile? It ain't, ba- it ain't that bad, is it? Mind your business. And I done told plenty of dudes. <laughs> One dude at my job, I was uh, making coffee. I was in the cafeteria making coffee. And I wasn't paying him. I wasn't even looking at him. And he was like, uh, smile ain't that bad or something like that. I said, I smile when I want to smile. And I said it just like that. And he shut up talking to me really quickly. Because what you will not do is you will not tell me when to smile. You, you won't, that's what you won't do, men. You will not. 
So back up. Play your position, okay? All right, let me calm down. Let me calm down. I'm getting riled up. I'm getting riled up. I'm not, I'm not anti-man. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a feminist. I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. But I am, you, you know, I am, I'm grown. And ain't nobody going to tell me to smile. You, you're not gonna, I'm not a child. My mother could have done that when I was three or four years old. But outside of her and me being three and four, ain't no other human being going to tell me to smile. It, it don't work like that. Mind your business. Um, so yeah, so this male toxicity, I think it's called, uh, I kept saying male, male masculinity. Well, what other kind of masculinity is there? <laughs> but this male toxicity has to stop. Like you guys like stop, stop, stop talking, stop touching women. You in the workplace and you get, you got your hand on her, her shoulder or you're her boss and you all leaning up against her behind her desk or you touching, you know, you're touching her arm or you're this. What are you doing? Do, think about it this way, man. Let me help you. If you don't want nobody doing that to your daughter or your sister or your mother, then don't do that to nobody else. You do not have the right to touch. No, I don't care. You do not have the right to touch nobody. Keep your hand to yourself. That'll keep you out of hot water. That'll keep you out of, of a sexual harassment claim, okay? Leave, mind your business and leave her alone, okay? So, yeah. Judge Kavanaugh. We do not want you on the Supreme Court. I pray that you are not, that you do not get sworn in. I pray that accusations um, go to the court system and that you're held accountable in the court system for what you have allegedly done. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And um, I'm going to end it with that because I don't want to belabor it. I don't want to belabor it. I already got myself upset. <laughs> Talking about street harassment, which, honey, I just, ooh. Who, and I'm not a soft-spoken woman. So when you say something to me on the street, you're gonna get it. I'm like, you're gonna catch it. You know what I mean? So don't, don't, don't try it. Um. So yeah, and that's it. And like I always say, I want to see you in heaven with me. Um. And people probably listen to this like, wait a minute, she said she a Christian. Absolutely, I'm a Christian. Absolutely. And I, this is that I am the temple of the, the Lord and I, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. And you will not devalue me any way, shape or form, nor will you disrespect me in any way, shape or form. So women stand up, stand up. Don't let nobody disrespect you or devalue you and don't you devalue yourself. Okay. All right. Like I always say, I want to see you in heaven with me. There is no love like the love of God. There is no greater love than someone that will lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. So. That's all I want to say. And I'm out.